First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. From New York. It's the show with more questions than answers. It's first things first. On today's show, why I've descended into madness and embraced this conspiracy theory. Also, Brew, why have I done a complete 180 on Bailey Zappi starting? What? It's true. Meanwhile, Russell Westbrook not traveling to Denver, which means he's doubtful for the game. Is this it for Russ and the Lakers? And finally, oh, the committee was up late into the night. We're back with yet another one, another installment of the best segment in all of sports television, Nick's Tears. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, are there any surprises? Oh, I mean, we got Chiefs video on there already. There's some shocking tier-related development. Oh, wow. That almost led to the resignation of our second longest-standing committee. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's true. Sounds juicy. I'm the longest. Second longest. Yeah. (laughs) Our vice president of the committee. You ever do something dangerous? Like get a coach fired? (laughs) Play in a game way too early? New video today of Russ practicing on a windy London field. It's good. Two stories around the Broncos here. Story number one. Reports that Broncos' new ownership group is, quote, embarrassed and may fire Nathaniel Hackett if the Broncos lose. Story number two, Russell Wilson, fresh off of doing exercises on the plane, says, quote, I feel great. I'll be ready to rock. Brew, we know that you're always ready to rock with the Broncos, but we'll address the first story first. First, that's a good little thing. Yeah. Should the Broncos fire Nathaniel Hackett? If this week in London doesn't go well. Should is strong. Okay. But I'll say this. If they lose, why not? Because he's getting fired sooner or later. True. We all know this. And I admit Russ hasn't helped him out for sure. Oh. But we know he's getting fired either after this game, later in the season, or after the season, we know barring he's some not miraculous going turnaround. to be their coach in 2023. Yes. So what firing him would now would do is, and it's a long shot, but give them a chance this season. Who thought Rich Basaccia was going to turn around the Raiders last year? Okay, I'm just, I'm That's not true. saying you count on it. Whoever the assistant that got promoted, I'm not saying you count on him turning them around. But who knows? Maybe it will happen. I've had ex NFL players tell me. That uh, Nathaniel Hackett lost that team Week one. after the first game yeah. when he went for the 64-yard field goal. And so, yeah, if it's going to happen, it's inevitable. Why not now? So, here, so I, after the second game, said I would yep. consider firing him. The first game we saw the single most inexplicable coaching decision I've ever seen, and the second game was worse. The second game he had three just is unbelievable. So I think people expect me to be like, yeah, of course, if you lose in London on Sunday, you should fire him. I actually think firing him at any point this season is a terrible idea. Oh, really? Sure. I think there is no turning the team around. First of all, I don't know who the second head coach, would, who the new head coach would be. Dom Capers, who is he's he's 72 years old. And he's also, I mean, he's, he's an older right, gentleman right, right. who hasn't been a head coach in 15 years. The only person on the staff with any head coaching experience. So there's not an obvious fit there. Similar to what happened with the Raiders, but the Raiders didn't want to fire John Gruden. It was because of off-field issues. 
So they don't have an obvious head coach. They have a brutal schedule that we can show you. There's no turning this thing around. But that's not – I mean, they have the Chiefs twice remaining. They have the Rams. They have the Ravens. They, the, the Chargers still – it's a brutal remaining schedule. They needed to get off to a great start. But here's why I wouldn't fire him until the end of the year. Their only hope in Denver is getting Sean Payton, who you've talked about, or the next great offensive mind. If once you move on from Nathaniel Hackett, Mr. Unlimited still looks like Mr. Incredibly Limited, and you can't be, you don't have the built in excuse of Russ is fine, Russ is good, it was the coach. What if they fire him and Russ is awful for the next two months? Sean Payton taking that job? No, he's not. Did any great offensive mind want that job with six more years and a couple hundred million on Russ's contract? No. So they need Nathaniel Hackett to be there as the built-in fall guy for the inevitable terrible season Russell Wilson's in the midst of. So I wouldn't fire him because I think it makes – if Russ is terrible without him, why would Sean Payton or anyone similar to that take that job? It makes sense. Uh, yeah. But I don't – I'm not counting on – and if I'm the Denver Brain Trust – uh-huh. Are you counting on Russ being terrible the rest Do of the Do they have access to game film? <laughs> but so I'm just yes. saying, you can't you can't make this decision while it's based on Russ is horrible anyway. Let's just hide it so we can get why not? Because hold on, here's the thing. Here's why not. Because if I think Russ is horrible and washed, mm-hmm. why am I going to pay Sean Payton, Sean Payton the, the goo gobs of millions of dollars it would cost to get him because Sean, if he's not going to help Sean Russ? Payton got the most out of Drew Brees, right? a similar quarterback. You think when, he's going to help? When, if Russ is this bad, you think? Yeah, I think I he'll help Russ. Yeah. But I think if, if you're saying Russ is washed, period. Yeah. I don't think he's washed, and I do think Sean Payton would help him a, a ton. See, and I, that's think, the guy I think Drew Brees was washed his final year. But don't you think and, Payton— And they got to the playoff—like, you know what I mean? He was a, They were a legitimate team. But Payton had the whole, you know, history with Drew Brees. He was able to build on sure. and tweak and move. If I'm Sean Payton, the first thing I'm doing is calling Pete Carroll. They're like, yeah, what's the deal with this? He guy? probably is. And like, probably oh, he, oh, he's washed. Okay, thanks. I'm not going there. I've got. I can choose any open job that's going to be available to me. But I, maybe the Cowboys job, depending on how. Here's that the thing. Well, the Cowboys. I don't know if that'll be open. But here, here's the thing. Drew Brees had lost his job to Philip Rivers. I mean, they they were they let Drew Brees go out of San Diego so they could play Philip Rivers. Yeah. So he wasn't as bad as Russ is right now. No. But he still wasn't anybody's no, future Hall of Famer. No, of course. And obviously, Sean Payton, and Sean Payton made it work with the dark horse MVP candidate, Jameis Winston. He turned Winston into a well, dark so horse MVP candidate. So that's the thing candidate. is, and then we can move on to the actual Russ sure. stuff. We have, sat, we have seen Ray, Jameis for decent lengths of stretches before Sean yeah. Payton and after Sean Payton and looks very similar. And then those five games with Sean right. Payton, he looked like... You know, that somehow he was a dark horse MVP, yeah. as Brew puts it. But in, which he wasn't, but he was playing. <laughs> he I know what you're saying. That. He's playing. Your definition of they and, so, and yeah. people. Yeah, so yeah. I just think it's a disaster for the Broncos no matter what. The biggest disaster is we fire the coach, we make Outen or whomever the head coach capers, and Russ still looks terrible. But go ahead. Well, oh, the other news is this, Brew. Yeah. Your guy, Russ, who we thought was going to be out for, for a long time, years, looks like he's coming back a little bit early. Said he's ready to go, you know, wants to play. Yeah, ready, ready to rock. He, does. he was exercising on the plane. That four, always four helps. Hours. <laughs> so, Can we I mean, show that tweet? Yeah, four hours. Not reportedly. <laughs> he said it at the press conference. <laughs> It's one thing just to read do it this. Verbatim. Just read it's it another verbatim. thing to tell everyone you did. <laughs> Russell Wilson well, worked out and stretched for four of the eight hours on the flight from Denver to London. Said he was doing high knees in the aisle when the rest of the guys were asleep. That Bro. is the type of thing that if I did it, I would I would offer everyone on the flight money to not tell anyone. Instead, oh. Russ is it's Bro. Ten he minutes knows, is a long time. He four knows. hours. He knows a stewardess, uh, uh, an assistant coach. Somebody was going to spill the beans. Okay, except that Russ was doing high except steps for the fact, in the aisle. So why not the, you? Why because, don't you do it? Because here's the here's there's every reason why not. First one why not is because it's just more incredibly odd behavior. Second why not? I don't believe him. Do oh. you believe he was doing it for four of the eight hours? Well, he was doing it. Was there, it 
fully high right. knees. Something, he was doing no. some stretching. Right. To me, that is. That, put, I put that in the same bucket of he was rehabbing his hand 23 hours a day. Remember well, that? That was an odd one. That was an odd well, one. Well, that one, yes, hard yeah. to believe. And but I, four <laughs> of the eight hours, there are people on the plane who could be like, no. It yeah, was like what, one hour. Okay, but so wh- who are these say? people? Who are these? Who are the stewardesses and the, talking to? What are there these were people? some on the plane. Okay. I know employed that employed by the Broncos. But that's. Mm. But I put it in the same bucket as, and we can't show you the footage because we don't have it's weird NFL films rights. But Russ on the sideline demanding oh, everyone yell run or pass. So here's the thing that I think you can agree with me on. There's two ways to be an effective leader in the NFL at that position. One is be an amazing player. The other is exude cool in a way that Cam did, that Joe Burrow does. Jimmy G. That, well, you know what? I mean, by, the way, by the way, you I was going to include him. Oh, I was going to include really? him. Really? Yeah, like, I think Jimmy G, I don't think he's a good player. I do think he's a good leader. Like, cool and the guys like you and they rally around sure. you. The best, obviously, have both components, right? So Joe Burrow was an example. He was an excellent player and incredibly cool. Uh, I don't think Peyton Manning was ever incredibly cool, but he was so good, people followed. Where it doesn't work is Kyler, Jay Cutler in the past, Russell Wilson right now. You're not good and you're not cool. And why would anyone follow you? And Russ wants to be good. It seems like he doesn't want to be cool. He's married to Sierra. Yeah, he that's that right. He, he hold on. That's, he's, you just said it. Mm-hmm. He's married to and Sierra. And somehow he's you know lame what? despite that. That makes you cool. Nope. Period. It gives you a huge head start, and somehow he's fumbled the bag there, too. <laughs> like, he shouldn't. Do you think I'm? You thought of being unfair to no, Russ? No, I, I, look, I, I feel like you've taken some shots at Russ. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go Badgers, but I felt like what you just did was totally fair. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Bro. Married to Sierra doesn't make him cool. It he, gives him he a head start. Not through the cool finish line yet. No. Here's <laughs> the other up issue, Brew. Sands, let's ride. <laughs> See, that's that is not a thing. He did say it again. Here's the other thing, Brew. The guy played 149 straight games before he got hurt last year. Right. Hurt his finger. Then he started putting out the, those finger workout videos, and we were like, what are you doing with that? He's like pounding into rice. He's like, I'm working this out. He came back and was not good. His completion percentage, 50, 54, 65. They lost three games. I don't think he knows how to be hurt. Not emotionally. Just so you stay, think I he think should stay out? Yeah, I think it's like it's, we just did it. We just saw you come back too early and be horrible. Now all of a sudden, he's ready to go. But don't you like that? No, I want my guy no. to want to be on the field. No, we saw the re- we saw the replacement last week, and I mean Russ hasn't been good. This is gonna hurt but- him, bro. It's the same. Look, if you're, we saw it last year with Baker. I think Justin Herbert's a little bit hurt. We saw Mac Jones you, little, like it's go football. out there when you're ready to go. Otherwise, you're gonna put bad tape out there, and it's just gonna be the knives are getting even sharper for him. Look, he's got the money; he can afford bad tape. He's not going anywhere. He got 245 million dollars coming his way. Speaking about somebody who is going somewhere, the other Russ that we always talk about, Russell Westbrook. Next. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Moving on to Russell Westbrook. <laughs> this is a great story. Local and late breaking, minus the localness. Listed as doubtful to play in Denver tonight because of a sore hamstring. Especially doubtful because although he practiced on Tuesday, he didn't fly to Denver. Brew, what do you make of this? I make of this that this is the beginning of the end of Russell Westbrook with the Lakers. Oof. Nick said it the other day that they should send him home. Mm-hmm. I said only under one of two circumstances. It's a mutual agreement between both of you, or he starts raising a ruckus. I don't believe, call me crazy, I don't believe the hamstring is injured. I heard J-Mac on the herd say today he's never had a hamstring injury in his whole career. 
So well, that, that he's never what it's not like a perpetually injured player. Right. Yeah. Well, he said he had it in the preseason right, game and then that. all of a sudden he was able to play in the next 3 games. We hear nothing of the hamstring and now after a game in which you are wildly blamed, widely blamed for losing it, you have a hamstring injury. I think this was a mutual decision with Russ and the brain trust, maybe just Darvin Ham, to say, look, I think he needs a break. Mm-hmm. He's got to get some clarity in his own thinking. Yeah, I mean, and the Lakers are like, look, if you, if you need to, Russ, stay away. But I tell you this. If they win, I think he's going to be – he's not on the trip, I don't believe. I don't think so. So, they play Minnesota Friday. If they win maybe even one of these two games and look pretty good, he won't be back in the starting lineup, and he may just stay injured. Go ahead, Walt. Just stay injured and never and don't even dress. Not don't for a while. Up. That's what I see. I don't – I think it's on the board he's played his last game as a Laker. I think it's on the right. – And I'm very wow. interested, very interested in seeing LeBron and AD's energy level tonight. Because tonight, tonight against the Nuggets, because it's not just that they had their second, you know, highest moment as a duo against this very team, the Western Conference Finals. AD, I would argue, the single best moment of his whole career came the game-winning shot in the Western Conference Finals over Jokic and the Nuggets when everyone thought, "Man, is AD about to be the best player on this team?" And that was, and since then, to be totally honest. He had those first two great finals, finals games, well. 34 and 32 points, and then that player hasn't been back. And LeBron, as Brew points out, can always get his numbers, but it all, you can tell, like, is this a big one for LeBron? Is it not? And I wonder if he's going to try to show management, look at what we can be, just without Russell, right. much less with pieces coming get. back from him. So, speaking of that, you want some fake trades? Can I give Let's you some fake it. trades? Oh, fake trade All right. the, the first trade one music. is the one do, do, that we do, know do, is available. Do, do, do. Russ and the two picks for Heald and Turner. The question I'm going to have is I have three others. Are there any of the other three that you think are better than that okay. one? Okay? okay. So there's the yeah. first fake trade. this one. Now I, let's, we've been talking about exactly that one right. a year. All right, let's see. What about best. the Miami Heat? Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson. You get off Duncan Robinson's contract if you're Miami and you open up real flexibility. Why don't you look puzzled do you think this is a bad trade for the Lakers bad trade for the Heat Tell bad, me. a bad trade for the Heat I don't love Duncan Robinson's contract but I still like Lowry that's the thing it doesn't make sense for the Heat why would the Heat want Westbrook well I think what they would want is those picks the flexibility uh, to go after players this coming offseason if the Heat are being honest and looking around and saying I know we were the one seed last year and we we're shot away from Western at the NBA finals we are not a finals contender right now okay but you guys like it more for the Lakers don't think the Heat do yes. it what about Charlotte what if Charlotte says, okay, we can tank for Wimby. They would have, if they made this trade, they would have two max cap spots available this summer. Two, not one, but two. You get off Rozier and Gordon Hayward's deals. I like this. Of all these trades so far, this might be the best one for the Lakers. Your guys' thoughts? It's definitely the best one for the Lakers. I, I mean, Terry Rozier. Is just what the doctor ordered in yep. L.A. Michael Jordan loves him. I think he'd be hesitant to give him up. Obviously, Hayward, not what he used to be, but certainly he will help too. But there's not a wonderful free agent class either. That's true. And you so that's why that I don't know that Jordan's going to want to you know, clear I like that this one. A, a, I like Terry Rozier playing in a big market. I think shoots 40% from three, so that would be great. Also, you got to trade Gordon Hayward if you look at the NBA bylaws. Gordon Hayward needs to be traded every eight months. <laughs> yeah. So I agree with that. The other thing is, like, how long does Michael Jordan want to sit back, make the play-in, and lose by, what, 40 points? Yeah. Like, tear the thing down. Tear and it keep down. in mind, it's not just about Big Vic. It's also Scoot, the number two pick. Right. Yeah. And LaMelo is there as your one foundational There's piece. There's also a, a sprinkling him. of uh, Russ as a Jordan athlete. So I think that's uh, something. So Brew has some intel there that, that Charlotte hasn't been interested in Russ previously. We'll see if that changes. Last one. Uh, Jazz, you're screwing up. You're not tanking well at all. Danny Ainge had a plan. You're it's not letting right. him do it. So Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, and then to make it work, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who is – Clarkson is the best player of any of the guys who I've put out there. And uh, – I don't know about Rozier, but – Okay, close, sure. Close. Yeah. It obviously would help the Lakers, and the Jazz want to be bad, and they are accidentally being good. What do you guys think of this one? Mm. 
It's it's not bad. You're right. The Jazz are like Danny Ainge is pulling his hair out because they're winning games. I wonder what they do with Russ though. Would they play Russ? I think they'd buy him out. I think they'd buy him out. I think they'd buy him out, and they'd just you know. I mean, I gotta be honest. I don't hate the Indiana deal. So that's because Turner helps you at the rim. Yes, and healed spaces. Yes. So here's so this is what I thought you might say because those are the. I am. I know your buddy Bill Simmons calls himself the Picasso of the trade machine. I think I'm the best in the world at it. Wow, wow. Those are the best trades that exist on the Indiana trade. None of them are slam dunk obvious better than the Indiana trade. So I ask this question. Why was the Indiana trade not made unless it's because Rob Belinka truly thought, you know what, maybe this is going to work. And if he thought maybe this is going to work for year two with Russ, why is he running an AAU team, much less the Los Angeles Lakers. Darvin Ham may have, and I'm not blaming Darvin. He he just got here, but I'm sure Darvin Ham was thinking, I can make this work. I, we listen to those press conferences. We're like, yeah, right. I believe it. He's been able to talk to Russ in a way that Frank Vogel obviously couldn't. He's gotten Russ to buy into being a role player. He just can't be a good role player, but he's gotten him to buy into that. So I think that Darwin convinced Palinka. And I, and I think Palinka, look, you know I think they should have pulled the trigger on several trades already. I'm not trying to defend him. But I, I can't believe he – I just think he thought Darwin would be able to make it. Can I flip it to the other side? Because I know we view this through the Lakers prism all the time, what's best for the Lakers, what's best for the Lakers. The other side of the coin is what's best for a first ballot Hall of Famer? Like gets traded to the Jazz, gets bought out, does anyone – pick up that contract? Are we just seeing his career just like slowly drift away? Look, there are, I've talked to some people in the league, like former assistant coaches or assistant coaches who do think this is affecting Russ's legacy. I mean, he's obviously already top 75. I think Wilds agrees with that. I I don't believe that because Allen Iverson's career ended in somewhat similar fashion, right? It was a disaster in Detroit. All right. Memphis, he no. only lasted eight games. He goes back to Philly and people don't a remember. charity case. And, right, and people throw it away. I think the vast majority of diehard NBA fans forget that Iverson even played for Detroit or Memphis. Yeah. I think and they Memphis remember Philly, Philly and did You don't see a ton right, of Iverson Grizzlies jerseys. <laughs> you don't see a lot of right. So I, I think, look, Russ has been longer with more franchises, but I, I he averaged a triple-double in Washington. And I don't disagree. Look. If he went somewhere else and they just gave him the ball, I think Russ he could do Russ, it again. He might be an average of triple. I think he could do it again. And I, but I actually think doing it again would cheapen when he did it before. Oh, he shouldn't do it. I, again. He shouldn't do it again. Should be like, no, I used to be great. Now I'm a different player. Hold on, what? What? Oh, I'm being told there's one more trade to show you. Oh, oh my! Look at you, like the Apple event. Bro, oh my god! This is a big. This would be a big moment. It's got to be Nets or Clippers. Oh, it's Nets. How about this? Wow. Ben Simmons. Get Ben Simmons out of there. A couple shooters and Russ and Beverly in the picks. Let it wash over you and give it a moment. Let it wash no. over you and give it a moment. No. You, you no. get those picks? Uh, heavens, what do you mean? No. You get Ben Simmons out of there. You get Seth, Patrick Beverly. Why do you get Seth Curry? Why am I, I giving up Harris <laughs> and Seth Curry? You did that you for the make, You got to make the money work. No. What, what do you no. mean? I, I tell you Who what, says no? For, for the you Lakers. Ben you, Simmons. Ben Simmons got four years left on his deal. Four years left. You get off all of it. He's you have better. Kyrie and KD and all this you depth you're talking Westbrook's about. You think going to work with uh, you Kyrie buy him out and too. KD? You have Patrick Beverly in the picks. You <laughs> no buy him way. out too. No oh, way. I'm just no. telling you. I, 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 I'm I like hearing that it's for in, the it, Lakers. I will give you that. Yeah. I love it for the Lakers. I love it for yeah, me. No way yeah, of that's course. Of yeah. course. <laughs> Lakers, it looks great. Roger throwing KD. Throwing KD in there too. No, I've got to be realistic. Maybe. I've got to be realistic. Coming up after the break. I mean, we got to go there. I'm totally changing my tune on this. Stay tuned. Really? You won't believe it. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 
the madness stage here? Yeah, we have. <laughs> For 16 or so hours, I was convinced on this internet theory that Mac Jones is, I mean, I mean I'm starting to get convinced again. Uh, hit the wire. ESPN, I'm sorry, Greg. ESPN sent out a, a tweet from their public relations department and says, no, you nuts. It's past Mac Jones and hit ESPN Skycam wiring wilds. My goodness, the, the video creates a false impression. But in reality, the Skycam wire is more than 15 feet. Okay, we get it. I, I understand. I was grasping at straws. But now we turn our attention to Mr. Bill Belichick, Greg, who had this to say about who's starting against the Jets. Take a listen. Bill, have you named the starting quarterback for this Sunday yet? Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes here today. Do you plan on how to get quarterback rotation again? We'll see how it goes today. We haven't practiced. We're going to go out and we're going to see how it goes today. It will see how it goes today. But what do you have to see today? We'll see how it goes today. Yeah, I never said that. I said we'll see how it goes today. I didn't say that. I said we'll just see how it goes. I'm referring to the whole to I'll see how it goes. All right. The plan's to see how it goes. The plan's to see how it goes. Super Bowl champion Greg Jennings joins us again on the show. Welcome, Greg. Greg, what is going on here with this guy? Well, the plan is to see how it goes. Oh, Greg! <laughs> can I, hold on. Before Greg answers, because he's going to say what's going on there, can I say what's going on here? What's going on? This is amazing to be able to, in real time, all of us, the viewers, colleagues, can document the five stages of Mac Jones' grief that Wilds is going through. He just told you. He was in denial Yeah. Yeah. up until a couple hours ago when ESPN released that. Yeah. What's after denial? Anger. He is now lashing out angry at Bill Belichick. A little bit. So n tomorrow or sometime bit. soon there will be bargaining. Then hopefully the depression hits <laughs> over the, the weekend. We don't have to be around I think you. You got the bargaining, bargaining now. I got yeah. the bargaining now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so we've moved past anger. We're into the bargaining? Well, I have, a, I have an idea. Does that count as bargaining? Yeah. That's what is bargaining. it? Yeah, tell us. Start Bailey's ass. Oh, 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 we don't what have a moment. You're Super done with the baby, No, goat? not at all. Not what at all. Moment, don't ever say that on the show again, bro. <laughs> wow. Not at wow. all. This is good. Go. Explain. You at a certain explain. point, with the people chanting, fans of the Patriots chanting, zappy. It's like how I'm going to treat uh, Halloween with my kids. At a certain point when they've got a pillowcase full of candy. Eat it all can we, and get a stomach You know what? Cake. Eat it all. <laughs> Have it all. <laughs> Don't stop eating. Keep, stay up late. Yeah. I'll wake them up. Wake up. Here's some more cookie rolls. <laughs> I, if that's what you want, if that's what you need to see, Bailey Zappi go out there and throw inter three interceptions to Sauce Gardner himself. <laughs> Fine, because we need to we need to have this thing burn to the ashes <laughs> to be able to have Mac Jones. Because Greg, what happens you know what, if though? Mac Jones comes back and throws an sense. interception? We'll be in this never-ending cycle. That's where I'm at, and I understand I'm. It makes going sense crazy. though. It is the third level, yeah. but it makes sense. Go ahead, bro. Well, look, I said yesterday. Here's what I do if I'm Belichick. I'm starting Mac Jones next two games, no matter what. No matter what. He's playing the full game, you know, barring injury. He's playing the full game. You got the next two games, Mac. We got, who they got? Uh, the Jets and the Colts. Yep. Yeah. And then, then the there's Jets a and bye the week. Again. But yeah. then there's a bye week. If Mac Jones is bad these next two weeks, then the bye week is Bailey Zappies and he starts. That, but you're twisting it. Yeah. Which makes sense. You start Bailey the next two games. Yeah. Right, and if he's horrible as you think he will be, then you, then you lost, got Mac. Greg. Greg, I'm lost, dude. Right. So you're lost, and I have been converted to what Nick said yesterday. You guys don't have a quarterback. <laughs> yes. So you're off Mac you're just, now. I'm off. I've he been off never, Mac. Yeah, I've been off Mac, but I think you start Bailey Zappi. Look. Again, I said this yesterday, the playbook looks different. He looks different when the passing game. The receivers look different. They have opportunities to go down the field. I like Bailey Zappi. He played against a, a stingy little defense that night mm -hmm. with but, the Bears. So Mac Jones, he has balls faintly or mythically, whatever <laughs> the word is, mythologically yeah. hitting wires. I mean, such a bad ass people created conspiracy <laughs> to explain it. So here's the and deal. And Wilds believed it. He, this so is why this is it. such a devastating situation. Yeah. Because Zappum showed you that Mac's success last year was an illusion, that it was plug and play. 
that it was the Patriots system, even without Josh McDaniels, if you will be super conservative, lean on the offensive line, lean on the run game, first read throws, yeah, don't make even a fourth-round pick out of a, a mid-major can come in and put up decent numbers. But here's the more interesting part of it. And this is the part that I think we have a lot of evidence on, but nobody seems to want to say it. I, I obviously don't cover the Patriots locally, but I watched these Belichick press conferences. I also watched on Sunday when Bill was asked about Mac Jones, this affecting his confidence. And sometimes Bill says everything so dryly, you don't know what matters. But he just kind of gruffly goes, yeah, I don't think Mac's confidence is going to be a problem. Mac's a pretty confident guy. And I'm like, I don't think he likes him. I think that that Bills game was on purpose. And I keep going back to it, the three passes. They could have run that exact same game plan, just as cautious, without embarrassing the kid. But I think Belichick thought, and Mangini, when he's here, he has, has pointed out a few things, that you think I make too big of a deal to trademark stuff, and then him getting a second opinion on his ankle and all these things. Mangini doesn't like it. My guess is Belichick doesn't like it either. And I think Belichick is un- incredibly annoyed that in his first game back after being the worst quarterback in the league while he was healthy, that within three possessions he throws up a, a punt up for the defense in a game where the whole goal was to not turn it over. And he knows that since that Bills game, he's been awful. So I think Belichick wants a reason to start Bailey Zappi. Why else will Belichick not name a starter? He, always, he did it for Brady. He did it for Cam. I understand those are the only two instances, but it's because they're the only two guys he's had. Why won't he say Mac Jones is my guy? I don't know. Because there's been no separation. There's been no separation whatsoever with a first-round pick that you selected, and now you feel like the fans or whomever, the locker room, tied to him or not, you still have to be Bill Belichick. And one thing about Bill Belichick is he's going to men- make sure – that is done his way. Okay. I don't care what you do, what you bring to the table. I, you know, you, you, you make up, you draw good points when you talk about Bill Belichick not liking him. I don't think it's that far. But with Mac Jones dancing after he scores touchdowns, yes. I don't think doing he likes the gritty, it. all the things. It's the that's, Pro Bowl. You're I, not allowed to do the gritty. No, 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 no. He doesn't do it just in the Pro Bowl. in a practice. No, he doesn't do it. He, he does it in games. If Barely he scored. scored enough touchdowns. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand that. And I believe that that bothers those type of things kind of rub Bill Belichick the wrong way. You hear, you hear Mac Jones in this little presser said we were on the same page. Just everything about him, he feels like, I got it. I should be the guy. Yes. Put me in. Yeah. I'm the guy. But okay, he hasn't proven that he is the guy when he is in. Mm-hmm. Bailey Zappi, however... Zap him. He's done a little bit more. A little bit more what? Throwing the ball to the Bears? Okay. So, yeah. So that's what? all you so but Greg Jones, really likes that. Matt Jones has done it all it's year. To every team. Except the Patriots. All year. And the highest paid tight ends. He played, he the played three three drives yeah. and he threw the Bears three interception. Greg, I know that. <laughs> Rogers <laughs> talking about <laughs> Rogers saying it's not his fault. We discuss. Next. First things first. Frank Jones is saying it's not his fault. <laughs> well, welcome back to the show. Stay with us. Coming up in 15 oh, minutes, it's the best segment of all goodness. sports television. And then tomorrow at 4 p.m., oh, get your arms crossed. Who's going to be under duress? But not, remember, it's not an indictment. I believe in you. Moving on. We're entering the no bull zone, sponsored by Credible. Great rates, none of the bull. Rogers receipts. Looking for someone to blame for the Packers being three and four? Don't look at me. <laughs> Rogers telling McAfee, guys are making too many mistakes. Maybe they shouldn't be playing, Greg. Might have to start cutting some reps. And I'm not talking about working out. Maybe guys who aren't playing, give them a chance. Well, it's a little bit of sugar, a little bit of medicine there. I'm not dissing the guys that are playing. I'm giving the guy a chance. Meanwhile, when asked about his own performance, like this was my highest graded game. <laughs> we, we obviously didn't execute a lot of drops, a couple of missed throws. So, you know, it wasn't all there. He admitted he had some missed throws. I like the definers there, the a lot and of a drops. Couple. A couple. A couple missed throws. Okay, well, you caught that I too. like that. I like Just that. Just saying. Greg, did you like that accountability <laughs> or half of the accountability? I, I, I don't. 
I don't at all. I don't at all. He, all he's doing is putting more pressure on these guys that are trying to make sure that they do enough to appease and please him and play up to the standard that of expectation that everyone in the world, including those in that locker room, expects him to play up to. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. And all we're going to say is he's he's been elite. He has four MVPs. It's not him. Well, it is him right now. Yep. It is him included with the rest of it's them. Not just it's not him, just but him. But it's not him excluded. But ex- and you can't talk about guys' mental errors and making mistakes and then act as though you're being a leader and say, this was my highest graded game and it was against the commanders and you lost to them and you're on a three-game skid? Like, the, the ideal quarterback that's elite in this league, we expect them to be enough to win yes. those games. Forget who they have but with them. But even if they're not, what's the point you, you brought up during the break about his com- comments a week ago? A about- week, yeah, his comments a week ago or a couple weeks ago yeah. when Jair Alexander talked about, you know, I'm not panicking yet with the Jets and then the Giants yeah. and all this stuff. Well, he made, a, he made a point to make sure he mentioned and let everybody know, I'm going to be listening to what's going on in the locker room, what guys are saying, if we stick together. Because we got to stick together, right? No. Yeah, All absolutely. of a sudden, this is sticking together, publicly talking Obviously. about the guys that aren't performing right. and who should or should not be playing or have more or less playing time. Right. You can't do that. All you, his receivers haven't played up to standard. We all know that. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is applying even more pressure to them and putting a microscope on them even more. But he, he's doing more than that. And first of all, let's, let's not lose the irony of a two, what, three-time, four-time, four-time four four MVP. Last two years he's won it. The best game you've had this season was throwing for 194 yards. Yeah. He should be embarrassed by it. He could have played it off and been like, that shows you that I got to step it up too. You know what I mean? Like he could have done that. But he didn't because his whole M.O. was to pass the buck. All right. Rodgers may have even said this in some press conference, but we know the cliche. Adversity reveals true character. His true character is to blame others, period. He blamed Matt LaFleur a few weeks ago. Let's simplify the offense. Now he's blaming all the receivers. He won't look in the mirror and say, I'm the reason. He won't even say we. And, and, Greg, I would say this. He, what he said is, you know, fine. But say it in the locker room. Talk to the players. If I'm having trouble with my wife, I'm not going to go on Jerry Springer and be like, she don't do this, Jerry she Springer. don't do that, she don't do this. And try to win. I mean, that's the equivalent of going on. He went on McAfee. And he's, is Jerry Springer even still on? I don't know. But I'm telling you, I wouldn't go on Jerry Springer, maybe because he's not on the air anymore. But anyway... He goes on a show and publicly rips. He got say it in the locker room. It's great. It's a wild strategy. Here's the thing. It's strategy. It is. The lack of accountability is stunning. And the way he is proving all of his biggest detractors right, I can't believe it. Right. I can't. Because I, by the way, I used to be one of the most pro Rodgers guys. I, I blamed McCarthy for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't on. I wasn't on TV when Greg was there. I probably blamed Greg at one point. I was like, he shouldn't have dropped that ball against Detroit. <laughs> that was a great throw by Aaron. <laughs> it was a great throw. <laughs> <laughs> I. But what you know, I'll use Colin as an example because Colin has been saying this for years. Yes, that he's not a leader, and that he's a great talent but that people that think that talent is more important than leadership at that position don't understand football. Right. And I used to argue with him about it. Like, come on, man. Watch his throws. And now at the, it, some of the first signs of real adversity in the last few years since LaFleur's been there, mm-hmm. he's proving them all right. And here's the other piece of it. This is, by any measure, his <laughs> worst season through seven games. Right. And it's not just measured against himself. It's like, well, yeah, but it's because he's always been great. QBR, which I don't love. He's 26th in it. Yards per attempt, he's 25th in it. So even by just regular measures, he hasn't been great. Most people, if they're struggling at work, go the other direction. Start bringing in donuts. Start saying hi to everybody. Most people go in the other direction. I've been in media for 15 years. I think I've done a pretty good job. There's one year I stunk. 
in particular. I thought I was going to lose my job doing radio in Houston. My third year in Houston. Last year when we were on radio. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Just one and, I, and I knew it, and maybe it was uh-huh. seemed as phony, but, it, but I went out of my way to, like, be extra. Because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not pulling up my end of the bargain, so I'm going to do better in other areas. It is weird to me, Wilds, that he is playing the worst football of his life and having more negative comments about coworkers. So is there a chance, just because everyone doesn't like it, is there a chance, Greg, that this is like, man, we are in trouble. We've got the Bills coming up. Josh Allen is 4-0 after a bye. The Bills are averaging 29 points a game, and we've put up 20, 10, and uh, 14 in the last three weeks. It's like, i got to go to the well here. And, be, and start calling people out because this, like, rah, rah, we can do it stuff is not working. But, no, you can't do that after you said after the game, maybe this is the best thing for us. Right. Playing the Bills, not being counted, being counted completely out. And then it's not us that's counting you all. You're counting your teammates and out. It, and it's You're not, basically saying I don't – a lot of these guys shouldn't even be playing on the field. And if you're going to do that, you really can't say the I had my best game thing. Maybe you can justify it if it's like we listen. I've stunk. Yeah, guys that. are missing assignments, but say if that so, was, I, I, here's, but Greg, if you were in the lo- I'll say if I was in the locker room and you were there too. Those are where you, you and me, yeah. great all-time Packers wide receivers. <laughs> and I'm like, man, do you hear Rogers on McAfee? You're like, yeah. Like, you want to go out and catch a few more balls, run a few more routes, or are we going home playing Call of Duty with Kyler Murray? I think we go out and go and play some more. I would be fired up. You think up. this is good strategy? I'm saying Rogers? it's a. I'm just not willing You're to say it's a hundred percent a bad strategy because if it was me and so, I was getting okay, ripped, so, I would go so out. We're those two wide receivers. This never even happens. Do we still go out because we know we've been right. stinking? I'm we right. know we Do haven't we been living that? up to what all the expectations are when it comes to Green Bay wide receivers. Like, but no, the other. And I'm gonna say. Go, I'll sorry, say go. this, Wilds. This isn't strategy by Rodgers. The oh, only just... strategy is get the blame off me. Get the attention off me having a bad year and put it on everybody else. I'm not the reason we're three and four. I think that's the strategy. It's not for us to be better. So he, I don't think he's thinking about those receivers other than the fact that they aren't doing their job. No, but the other problem with that is it then, it, let's say you're right, right, that it does inspire guys to work more. Okay, I'm not even saying that that's you're saying that's definitely what's no, happening. But you're raising it as a possibility. Yeah. It then though makes it, I would imagine, that the first time Rodgers misses a throw next week, it's- those guys are going to the huddle like this guy. This guy we, was, we was on the jugs machine. He was on back <laughs> talking trash. I'm gonna tell, like, like, tell you what happened to me. My, one of my first two years, I remember there was a game we played against the Vikings, and it might have been a Monday night game. And Brett told me in the huddle, he said, Greg, uh, take off, run the go. I knew the play. I knew the play. It was, a, it was a read. I had a hitch if he was off, and I was running the go if he pressed. Brett said, just go. Okay, Fred Smoots is the corner across from me. Brett throws the hitch. Pick six. Everybody in the stadium thinks it's my fault. They don't know what was told to me in, in the huddle. And, and when you have a guy like that, what it did for me, all I needed Brett to do was make sure that he owned that. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Yeah. That's all I wanted. I didn't care what everybody else thought. I just need you to make sure you own that. Take that off me. You know what he did? Soon as we got in the meeting, first thing he said, we go to the sideline. That's my fault, Greg. Because he knew my coaches was going to come to me. He says, no, I told Greg to do that. Thank you. Because everybody's going to point at me. What this does is make everybody look now watching the games, going to look at the receivers, right. see if they're running the wrong routes, see if they're not doing what That's they're true. supposed to be doing. The moment they make a mistake, is magnified. But if Aaron does something wrong, it's one of the reasons why I've never, as a receiver, tried to toot my own horn or say, me, 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 get me the ball, I'm wide open. Because the moment I make that mistake, then, people are looking. then everybody's like, I thought you were wide open. I thought you were calling <laughs> for the ball. Make the play. Don't do it. Don't draw more attention to yourself. If you own it, then everybody else can play freer. Like, you're the man. Everybody knows you're the man. Just own it. It's pretty good. But you still dropped that pass against the line. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. I let my team down. Hey, here's up next. What TV's best segment. That was before uh, I was on the my back. Oh, let's oh, go. Yeah. Let's go. That was great. That was a good story. 
As you know, every week, a select and secretive committee of scholars, impresarios, and rock contours convene in Nick's living room to burn the midnight oil and concoct what some people, what everyone is calling the best segment in all of sports television. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Nick's Tears. Thank you, Wilds. Great introduction as always, and I remind the audience, they are not Nick's Tears, they are the, the committee's tears. I've Bats. just been entrusted in presenting them to America. We are now late enough in the season where the bottom group is simply eliminated. If you touch this group, Ouch. you're out of playoff contention. Broncos. Broncos, out of there. They'll, I know the Bears just won. No, they won't be back up. None of these teams <laughs> will be back up. They are eliminated for the Watch. season. That group only grows. It does not shrink. Next. Bad coach and bad quarterback. Not ideal. All of these teams have bad quarterbacks to me in the committee. And right now, do all of them have questions at coach? I don't know. I mean. Bill Belichick seems to be being questioned by Kevin Wilde. Some people would say that means people are questioning Bill Belichick. But they at least, all of them have either a bad coach or a bad quarterback. Hard to trust. Sorry, Sam Ellinger. You haven't done anything, but that's why you're on there. All right, next. Talented but under underachieving. All three, four of these teams should be four and three or five and two, depending on their buy status. Yet all of them are mired below mediocrity, thanks to some end of game meltdowns or some inefficient play by future first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. <laughs> Who are you talking about? What do you mean? The the Raiders and the Jags had end of game meltdowns. Yeah, and the. Packers and the Bucks, their yes. Hall of Fame quarterbacks are not performing. Next, kind of the opposite of that. Untalented overachievers. Untalented is a little harsh for NFL players. My apologies, guys. Just like the word play there. I don't know how these teams are winning, but they are winning. Atlanta has th- three good wins on the season. Cleveland, San Francisco, and Seattle. And they've been in every game, except for Cincinnati. The Jets have won four straight with no quarterback. Same thing for Tennessee. And Seattle, oh, they've got a quarterback, my friend. Uh, Geno Smith. Frisky Dark Horse MVP candidate, dare I say, Chris Broussard, (laughs) lurking. No. All four of these, three of these teams are dangerously lurking. I don't love how they've played, and I have questions about some of the buttons all of their coaches have pushed. However, you see the Chargers, Rams, or Ravens on your schedule over the next few months. You don't feel great about it. And any of them, if they get healthy at the right time, could go on a real playoff run. Quarterback away, as always, self-explanatory. These are excellent rosters, excellent teams. Potentially, I see a little more from Kevin O'Connell, but the other ones, excellent coaches. But they are obviously a quarterback away from being championship caliber. Can I please stop you here? Because the New York Giants are not a quarterback away. And I'm not saying that the other, I agree with the other ones, but let me focus on the Giants and tell you why they are not a quarterback away. I would argue that they're winning because of Daniel Jones. Oh, I would argue he's the first quarterback in that franchise to ever in one single game throw for 200 yards and rush for 100. His read option has opened up everything that this offense can be. Watch the tape. Like he's a he's a threat in the running game. They are leaning into (laughs) what he does well. This is why this team is thriving. This is why this team is having success. Love you it. you mm. do what what the skill set meets and requires, and you get the wins. Okay. That's what Daniel Jones has given this team. Okay. I don't believe Ooh. that they're a quarterback away. Okay. Love it. Well done. Daniel Greg. Jones, you just made a case as to why he's one of the NFL's most underrated running backs. However, quarterback, <laughs> the committee has real questions. And the committee does not, does not take kindly to you saying, watch the tape. What do you think <laughs> we're doing when the midnight oil is burning? Oh, watch, uh, watch an old friend rerun, oh, my man. We are watching the tape. Maybe Jerry Springer. Uh, and so, listen, the Giants, Saquon's been awesome. Daniel Jones has limited the turnovers, which were the scourge of his first few years. We will give him credit for that. However, 175 yards passing a game, give him six some receivers. total touchdowns. All right, well, okay, fair enough. But they're a quarterback away, and you know they're a quarterback away, and they're going to be in the quarterback market soon. Okay, next. What was next? You got me all frazzled. The committee showed up. (laughs) Championship weekend. We can't believe any of these three teams are making the Super Bowl. However, all three of these teams know who they are and have admitted who they are now. 
the Bengals, we're going to play shotgun. We're going to do some read option. We're going to let Joe Burrow chuck the ball around the field. Dallas, no matter where our quarterback is, we're going to have a very elementary offense lean on our defense. And Miami is undefeated with Tua at quarterback so far this year. But we don't think any of them are Super Bowl teams. All right, and now people are going to get mad. America's ah, favorites. Oh, they are it. America's favorites. You what it. did <laughs> the great John Wooden once say? If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Did either one of these two teams win this weekend? No, oh my God. Facts. I didn't see it. Facts. I didn't see it. On, on the, the other hand, <laughs> the real favorites not only won this weekend, oh but did so in dominating fashion. I love it. Against Bruce beloved Jimmy G. And in fact, Greg Jennings, I love it. was perusing Sports Illustrated yesterday, and I read an article. Award-winning broadcaster calls Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback ever. And I'm like, what award did I win? This I must did. be about me. <laughs> and then I read it, and I'm like, they wrote an article about Chris Broussard's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Tough one. Which is, you know, a little hurtful. However, Brew, I see you on the screen, so I imagine you have an issue. But how can you have an issue when they have the best coach in football, the best quarterback ever, according to you, and my friends at PFF, who, while I don't love their quarterback rankings, their defensive player ranking, perfect. They say Chris Jones is the best defensive player in the league. So best coach, quarterback, and defensive player in the league. All right. Look, I know how that ate you up. That Sports Illustrated gave me credit I mean, for saying Patrick Mahomes' eye test. Not ranking, but is the greatest quarterback so we've ever seen. How you have a problem with them being And the they, they did it because they remember, despite all your histrionics yeah. and all your hoopla every week on this show, yeah. they remember that I was the first one to say he's Jordan S. Yeah, I called him LeBron That I was the you first one second to say best. he's got GOAT potential. Oh, no. That's why they gave I don't me the know credit. I the first one on that one. But, so but I, 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 here's the thing. Just, Tom Brady's the GOAT, right? Yeah. His team wasn't always the best. Okay, this is a team sport, regardless of how great Patrick Mahomes is and how, Nick, how in the world uh -huh. could the committee, I'll even take you off the hook a little bit, uh -huh. have the Chiefs number one? Uh -huh. Don't let them it off the hook. It makes no sense. Why? It's well, I know how. Tell me. I know no, how. No, tell me. Tell because me. you grew up no hearing sense? stories about no. Lynn Dawson. No, I did not. And Curly Culp no. and Otis Taylor and watching and rooting for Priest Holmes yeah. and Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. But, Nick, where's the objectivity? What do you mean? Where is the, the unbiased team. nature of the committee? The this is – Hold on. Make they got two losses, one of them to a team on the hey, bottom. I'm sorry. Bad I'm, I'm sorry, just real QB quick. Brew, if I may. <laughs> okay? Wilds, Wilds. And if Buffalo you may, will you please inform Brew in their own building. what this is not? It's not power rankings. And what also is it not? It's, all, it's also not the standard. It's not the standard. They just Take your win-loss record and crumble it up and throw it in the trash. You is want it standing. not reality? It is reality. Buffalo wins in their own living room yeah. and beat them down. Beat them down. They were trailing with 90 seconds left. It was not a oh, beatdown. That was a coin flip game. They and when won. there is a coin flip game involved. No, it was a loss you for the Chiefs. You did say the Bills can't win close games. Right. What? And they, they proved that. Yeah, they did. That's fine. They did. They, they, no, they actually wow, won the first close game You must Ravens. agree with me. Well, here's the thing. Hold I, on. Oh, I don't. Okay, go ahead. No, That's I mean, fine. we get it. You like the Chiefs. People, <laughs> like, we don't need to keep going on it. People who know, like the show. Yeah. Well, they, 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 I, 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 I'm okay with it. I, it's a little bit of a blind Are spot okay? for you, but I'm okay with that. Everybody can have one blind spot, uh, you know. At the top. I'm okay with it. I'm telling you. You can't have two. And people who are loyal fans of the tears know that I usually come on, I do a little bit, I take a team that is not so good or being underrated, and I try to move them up with positivity. I'm not doing that this week. This week I'm being far more serious, Greg. We can kill the music to be 100%. I'm not joking <laughs> What's up? You want him to hear this loud and clear. Buddy. Yeah. You got a problem with Trevor Lawrence. Oh. Oh. You've your commitment to Trevor Lawrence is affecting your entire judgment. It's affecting our relationship. It is. This is it's like an intervention. <laughs> and I'm going to show you what's going on. You said last week was a must win for Trevor Lawrence. They lost 
and they moved up the tiers, Greg. <laughs> How does that happen? I so was as surprised as anybody when the committee spit that I, out, man. Now, they, are, they were row eight I, last I, week and I they lost, now in row seven. I, I, I started to question if there's anyone on that committee who really cares about you. Okay. So first of all, <laughs> the prince that was promised or the prince that is regressing? Mm. Early on, I get it. Two and one. Oh, prince that was promised. Feeling alive. The prince who was promised is 0-4. Oof. The completion percentage Oof. is down again below 60%. Three interceptions, passer rating at 77. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you think, well, what about the defense? Because you can kind of, don't worry, get a little help, a little Cooper Rush style. That defense, I don't know. They had a lot of takeaways when they were winning. Now, not so much. Takeaways have disappeared. The TDs are a lot. So the defense is an issue. And here's the other thing. You're very big on, hey, you know, they can't win close games. That was your knock on the Bills. That's the reason, one of the reasons why you don't like uh, Greg and mine, Giants, because they, they only win close games. Mm -hmm. Man, Trevor is 0-5 in close games. Mm. So, look, I don't need you. Um, wow. I, I, you can keep, wow. keep the tiers at the top. I'm excuse me, keep the Chiefs at yeah, the top. That's fine. But you got to get off the prince who was promised in his right, big name. Here's the problem. This is Excellent. too much. Here's the problem. That last graphic, you had, you had a great thing going until the last graphic. 0-5 in one score game. Do you think that's going to maintain? Let's just look at the Jags just very quickly, if I may. They have two victories. Both have been by 24 points. Here are their other five games. Washington, they're up at the two-minute warning. Philadelphia, they're up 14 nothing. The biggest deficit Philly's faced all year. Houston's tied with four minutes left. Indy up at, uh, with 30 seconds left. The Giants up with six minutes left. They have the 10th best point differential in football. The 10th. The nine teams out of 45 and 15, they're 2-5. and five. You know what that says to me? Greg. They're turning around. Greg. Jags are turning around. Greg. Jags dangerous. They should be below the bar. They're dangerous. They Greg. should be below the it's, bar. It's okay because even, even when you're telling America what and who to bet on, it somehow creeps into the Jags talk in Trevor Lawrence. And you don't know how to pull away. Take a week, take a week you know, off, man. One of the rules of betting it's is an intervention. you can't allow your they emotions. Cost me a lot we care about <laughs> I bet on them every week. Oh, speaking of quarterbacks. He saw the light. That we are tied to despite the statistics. Guess what? Mac Jones is starting. It's breaking news, Greg. We're back. Let's go, baby, go. First things first. Welcome back to First Things First. What a wonderful day it is. We've got some breaking news courtesy of Field Yates. Field, thank you, my friend. Breaking news for week eight, according to Field's tweet. Patriots quarterback Mac, the baby goat Jones, that I put that in, I admit, took about 90% of the first team reps in practice today and will start for the team on Sunday against the Jets per source. Oh, I'm so happy, Greg. Oh, I'm no. just, now we have to start the oh, grieving process all over. I'm, I'm now so we're back happy. to denial. Back. Now but <laughs> for the sake of the show, just because we can't do an eight-minute parade for Mac Jones and myself, I will, I, I'll give you the one thing I'm worried about. I'm a little bit worried about his confidence being pulled out of that game and being a little afraid to pull the trigger on a ball that might get intercepted and not just sort of letting it loose. We've talked about Aaron Rodgers maybe. Sometimes he could throw a ball, but if there's a chance it could be intercepted, he would hold back. Do you think that is a concern for any quarterback in his situation? I think it is. I think it is room for that to be a concern. And I think also when you think about all the things you said a couple segments ago about Zappi playing against this New York Jets defense and Sauce and all of the guys that they have defensively on those levels, oh. front level and linebacker play, like this is going to tell us everything we need to know mm. about Mac Jones now. We already know. I, but, but just for the sake of Wilds, who seemingly doesn't know, this is going to tell us everything we need <laughs> to know like about Mac Jones. Right there. It was yeah, a truth bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, can, if he well, struggles, on, we don't know that Bailey Zappi's better than Mac I, Jones. So, no, but we know that. What, listen, we know that one guy's not any good. We know it. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Mac, That's just cruel. Okay, Come on. Hold on. we we look. Mac Jones was. Pretty good. Okay, can I show people, though? This well, year, he's been the worst quarterback in football. Can we just show people that? That's not an opinion. There's only 32 teams in America. He's ranked oh, below 32. Okay, well, so <laughs> he's been the worst that quarterback better in him. football. And last year, we must differentiate before he was mortified on national television and after. 
Up until the Bills game, he was good. So since then, yeah, since then, you know what we should do? It's Mac and McCorkle. Since he, because that's his given name. <laughs> Mac I like was it. the guy walking around with swagger, walking up to the thing all weird and fast when he got drafted. And he was like, oh, I'm the man. I'm a first-round pick. And then Bill Belichick on national TV on Monday Night Football said, I'm going to put you in your place, young man. Oh, come on. Well, okay. We beat Josh Allen in the Bills Sin- in Buffalo. Right. And since then, and, and it, as Bruce said yesterday, you won the battle and you lost the war. Because you sacrifice, it's like you're playing a game of chess and you sacrificed your queen. It's a pretty important piece, but you got that guy's rook. I guess good job. Uh, you sacrificed your quarterback, your first-round pick quarterback. He hadn't been the same since then. Do you, Brew? Do you? I, I got to give you credit on that, Nick. Oh my gosh. No, no, he, he hasn't been the same since he threw three passes. He hasn't. Now, look, what's happened here is clear. Belichick watches the show. <laughs> this is exactly what I said should happen. <laughs> Start Mac Jones and let's see what he can do. And look, Wilds, I'm going to allay your fears. I think I used that right. You did. Perfect. perfect. All right. Well done. Mac, this is the NFL. I get that Mac is in a tough position, right? You got to go out and prove it. <laughs> but it's the NFL. What? Weren't you ever in a tough position? Weren't you ever like, man, I, I got to like, make this team. I got to make my, you know, be a Not starter that to keep my job. Not position. They have the most expensive wide receivers and tight ends in the league. Yeah, and the guy competing the with him is a fourth rounder from a mid-major. If he cooks up the Jets, will you go all get back on the Mac train? I get back on it. Yeah. I I I ban myself from it. I got you guys all tickets. It's like that one eight hundred gambler you, number. I called him. I, I, can't I will get entertain on. it. Thank you. Oh, I will entertain oh, it. Because I never I never want someone to just fail. Thank you, Greg. Guess what? Nice guy, Greg Jennings. Guys, he's not he's not gonna fail. He's gonna reach what is destiny always was. Same thing as Zappy. Watch out. Really it's good. Jets, life it's just time back. for him to man up, Wilds. That should be your new man up Mac. How no, about that? No, it's baby goat. <laughs> no, but I get the baby goat nigga. He's got a man up. Don't be afraid of it. He's got a man up. Okay, but that's the, pro- the problem. Out, do it Bru- against the, the problem Jets. is, Brew, he, is, he has tried to be someone he's not this year. He has tried to show, oh, I'm not just game manager. I'm not the seventh alternate who makes the Pro Bowl by luck. I'm going to make it on merit. And because of that, he's been the 34th-rated quarterback in the league this year. What he needs to do is go into the game with the zappy Cooper Rush game plan. I don't know that he will. I think Sauce Gardner might have something to say about it. But see, me and Greg. Baby goat time. Let's go. I love it. (laughs) Oh, oh, what a good king versus the Joker. Oh, I like that little bar we got. We discussed next. That is a good bar. Medals time. Pistons, Wizards, Jaden Ivey, Boilermaker with a nice reverse. Mandatory that we put this in to keep Dusty happy. Not good (laughs) enough to get a medal, though. Nick, who did it better? Bronze medal. The best offensive player in the league. My large adult Slovenians. Hold on. Luka Doncic. What? Aren't they one and two? Same as the Nets? Okay, first of all, these are not team awards. Second of all, I'm just saying. you rarely get a medal and a loss. But when you go 37-11-7 against a team as good as the Pelicans, I know they had a few oh, players missing out. Missing all their best sure. players. I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, they've been missing a few people. Team sport, guys. Luka gets it. Silver. Devin Booker. Cooked Clay up so much, Clay was like, I got to get out of here. And why don't you just always wear those jerseys, sons? Great Reminding take. me of the old Charles Barkley night. I have a great picture from a basketball camp when I'm eight years old wearing that Charles Barkley jersey with the shoes. 34-7-3 for Devin Booker. And then the gold. SGA. Mm-hmm. Much to wow. Sam Hinkie's displeasure, the right. Thunder win. You <laughs> might be like, the Thunder beat the Clippers. Don't they have Kawhi Leonard? Eh, only every other day. Uh, really, uh, really, twice a week. Yeah, yeah once a week. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Maybe. You know what? Uh, we, it, we, the Clippers are one of those companies where they're like, take all the vacation days you want. Just make sure you get your work done. And Kawhi took it a little too literally. Shea gets the gold. There's the medal stand from last night in the association. <laughs> like, when does it really matter? When do, yeah, just just make playoffs. sure you're here, you know what I mean, during right. tax season. I was like, no problem. That's it. I'll, I'll see you when I see you. Hey, Lakers head to Denver. No Russ and no shooting. Nick? No, you don't start with Brew. We just heard from you. Who do you expect to have a bigger game here? Feel free to make those decisions in your head in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, 
I think both of them are going to have big games. LeBron, because he needs to. Russ won't be there. He'll probably be juiced up. Obviously, it's a chance to get a good win, their first win of the season. So I think LeBron's having a big game. But I think Jokic is, too, because he's coming off, you called it the triple single. Triple single. Nine, nine, and yeah. nine. Had foul trouble. They had nine, a, nine, they're coming nine. off also a bad loss to Portland, too. Right. He had foul trouble, so only played 27 minutes. I'm going to give Jokic the advantage because I think Denver wins. Okay, I think it's going to be LeBron for two reasons. One is, we all know it's unfair to evaluate Nikola Jokic unless all his teammates are there and Michael Porter Jr. is going to miss his first game of the season. So, guys, it's not fair. you got to give Jokic. It's not fair. Yep. Secondarily and more importantly and more seriously, I think LeBron is going to try to send a message. It's not just that they're 0-3 and they need a win. I think he is going to try to show Rob Palenka this team is not totally broken. This team could contend for something in the West. I'm not saying I believe that. Right. I'm saying I'm sure LeBron believes it. And that LeBron is not trying to make year 20 just about him breaking Kareem's scoring record. He wants to play in meaningful games and show them me and AD can do something this year if you add a piece or two via the rust trade. So I think LeBron is going to have a 34-point, 13-rebound, 10-assist game. What do you think Ooh, AD does? Because he's got good. the heavy mantle to carry. Now that Russ is not on the team, he's like, oh, worst shooter on the team. I'm here. Oh, I no, 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 that ball. would be no, the, I'm the, the worst now. I think I, I want to see, right. and AD has historically played Jokic incredibly well, particularly on the defensive end. That's the other reason I think LeBron will have the big that would night. That is, is Jokic is going to have to deal with Anthony Davis, who, while still taking too many jump shots, has been exceptional defensively all year. Incredible. Okay. Denver wins, though. Hey, Mac Jones is the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. It's a wonderful day. Speak is up next. Have a great night and afternoon. I mean, it's, you know, I'm 1.30. I'm happy for you.